when your high school principal is in your house and insisting that you eat birthday cake on your birthday. Hello and welcome to episode one of Prototype. Today we are joined by Nanya Jan, a 23-year-old CEO and co-founder of Full Circle. She's revolutionizing the way we approach loneliness and mental health by creating a platform for Gen Z at Full Circle and has been backed by the top VCs in Silicon Valley. Ananya co-founded Full Circle with Ankit Kadaha, who previously built India's first successful pod under Elon Musk's SpaceX Hyperloop Challenge. Ananya grew up in India and began to push boundaries at a young age, and she's been recognised by the President of India for a first patent. In addition to this, Full Circle has also been awarded by the Royal Family in the UK with the Princess Diana Award. And Ananya has been featured on Forbes, BBC and Yahoo News for her work in creating destructive technologies for loneliness and mental health. Ananya's inspiring story of creative thinking, adapting and surviving life's challenges has been featured on TED. Join us as we learn about Ananya's journey to create a new approach to loneliness and mental health and how her unique way of problem solving has changed the world. Thank you. Hope you enjoy the episode. <laughs> so, um, for the first question, let's just like jump straight into it. Um, so I've seen your work. I've seen what the amazing things you've been doing at Full Circle, and I think it's just quite inspiring. And just for the get our guests and for our viewers, could you just tell us briefly what Full Circle does? Before I go into that, this is Mabel's first ever video podcast, and we have been trying to troubleshoot a bunch of issues, and I am so proud of her. Um, and you had better keep this in the podcast, Mabel, because I think you will look back at this and be like, my God, this was such a vibe. Um, yeah. <laughs> so keep it. Um, I think um, I started off just like you did. So I understand the the pains of starting something. I started Full Circle because I really struggled as a student in university. I struggled with my mental health quite a bit. Specifically, um, I think as an Indian immigrant in the US, I came to the US to study engineering. And um, I really struggled with loneliness and my mental health. And I think I hopped around quite a bit in the system, um, in the US system for um, mental health and then also trying to solve my own problems as an immigrant um and things got so bad for me that by my second year of engineering I had no hair on my head I was so stressed and felt so alone in what I was going through and I didn't talk to anyone about it because um I didn't know who to talk to and I didn't know if it was the right thing to do and so things got so bad for me that I had no hair on my head literally zero hair on my head I was completely bald at 19 years old um, it was an eye-opening experience. I knew something really needed to change. But then when I did start asking for help, I realized that it was, it was, even if you ask for help, it's not really easy to come to a solution because there's so many things that you can do for your mental health. You can try yoga. Do you need to do meditation? Do you need to see a psychologist, psychiatrist, or counselor? Um, the waiting times are three months long, three weeks long. Sometimes they're two weeks long. Different people have different priorities. And so, um, I really struggled to navigate that system. And I said, there has to be a better way to do things. There has to be a more, a place where it doesn't feel like a battle. And it feels more like you're being welcomed into the place because you've asked for help. 
And that's kind of what we started doing at Full Circle is we want to make people who are just taking their first steps as university students or people who've just graduated, who are, you know, my age and your age, who are struggling with loneliness and with mental health, to take the first steps and not feel like it's a it's a battle, you know. And so that's that's what Full Circle has ended up becoming and that's what I set out to do. So did I answer your question? Yes, you did. And just on that, I think it's really inspirational what you've been doing, how you move from India to the US. And I and one thing that you have in your LinkedIn profile is I help strangers online. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know why was this the choice of your go-to thing that you're explaining that you want to do? Mm-hmm. What do you think that to some extent you're really driven by this idea that you wanna create as many support systems and help as many people as possible mm-hmm. so why was that phrase that you really wanted to show that this is what I do this is the core and essentially what you want to accomplish in your motivation of life that's a great question I think when I uh, started out and I tried to find solutions to my problems I did not go to the people who I knew best because I didn't know how to talk to them about my problems in all honesty and I didn't know what they were going to say um when I was struggling it was strangers that helped me I talked to a bunch of strangers. To be honest with you, when I had no hair on my head, um, I was wearing a hoodie and uh, my mom would video call me uh, because she was in India and I was in the US and she would video call me and say, why don't you take off that damn hoodie? And I just really didn't want to show her that I had no hair on my head. And so I hid it from her for the longest time. Um, What's my point? My point is I took a photo of myself when I was bald and I posted it on the internet. And I said, here's my phone number. Call me up if you've gone through something similar. I just want to talk to people and I want to figure out a solution. I now have three phones. They never stop ringing. I would not suggest your phone (laughs) on the internet. Um, But in that time, I heard from a bunch of people on the internet um, who were struggling with the same problems as I was or had struggled with the same problems as I was. They gave me solutions that worked for them. They gave me things that they had tried. And some people called me up and said, we are also struggling. We just want you to know that. Um, and we all kind of figured it out together. So I think the, the the line that you're talking about, I help strangers on the internet comes from the fact of my own personal experience. In all honesty, I selfishly started building Full Circle to solve my own problems. And I didn't want to make it a company because I have an engineering background. I thought, what is an engineer going to do solving the loneliness and mental health problem? I just had no business doing it. But I realized that my own experience and my perspective as someone from the outside looking into this system that is really broken, I had a different perspective and different way of doing things that was really needed. And so I reluctantly started the company. I didn't want to. I was doing something completely different before this. And um, it kind of just went from there. But, But going back to your question about strangers, it is strangers that helped me. I started the company for myself and that's kind of stuck with me. Yeah, and I think that's really powerful. And one thing that you that really struck me, what you're saying, you came from an engineering background, and I completely relate. I came from a physics background, and mm-hmm. how you are an outsider looking in, how you can actually creatively solve this solve these problems is so interesting. And it's something that you touched upon in your TED talk. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask, ask you to really expand what you're how you're talking about how having diverse teams from maybe you have a chemist or you have a biologist how all these diverse these people can come together with their ideas 
and bring a sort of nuance and new ideas to the problem of mental health. And if that's within your team, if it's a community that's been created on Full Circle, mm-hmm. how do you think that your team you have and the community created on Full Circle actually make it special in a way that you have that diverse mindset and that idea of the outsider looking in? That's again another fantastic question. Look, it's your first podcast and you're already doing so great with your questions. Um, I think for me, I, I gave the TED talk a while ago. And looking back, I think there's a certain truth to that. But when you are starting out, now that I realize it, looking back, when you are starting out, at least this is where I am right now. My opinion might change about this in the future. When you are starting out, you need a singular vision driving the company. I think. When I started out, I wanted to listen to 50 different people about how to do different things. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not that. I'm not like that. I say I have this vision and this is how the company is going to be run. And this is how I plan to run it. And this is the problem we are going to solve. Also, we are going to solve a problem, not for a million people, but for the first 10 people first. Right. But that is not how companies expand and grow. That is when you are first starting out. And when you really need to focus and drive outcomes to survive. As you grow, however, and you hire people, especially people who are more talented than you, that's when that aspect of bringing in diverse opinions and views when you are growing the company becomes really important. Because when I first started the company, and I'll admit it, I was new to management. And um, I had made a lot of mistakes. And I was very stubborn when I first started creating the team. I said, there's a certain way I want to do things. And that worked for a really long time. You know, it worked for the initial phases of the company. But when you start hiring people who are smarter than you or just as smart as you, they also have really well-informed opinions. Um, And they're not going to listen to you all the time, right? And so that's when the diverse opinions come into play because you cannot build a company for just one niche, right? When you are building for solving a problem for lots of different people, you have to take lots of opinions in in consideration. That's one thing, that's that's internal team diversity and how I think about that. Um, but when it comes to diverse backgrounds, like getting someone from an engineering background to solve something like a loneliness problem or getting someone from a physics background to solve the podcast problem, um, I think it just creates intellectual diversity. And that's just as important as cultural diversity, because if you try and solve a problem in the way that it's been solved for the past 100 years, 50 years, you're not going to make a massive change. And this company was not built for the basis of like, let's make an incremental change to the way therapy systems work in the US today. It was made with my vision, which was, I want to dramatically change how people feel and behave when they have a problem. I want them to feel safe and that they have a trusted place to go to. And that was not going to happen if we just made an incremental change. So when you are trying to make world changing, dramatically, completely different um, solutions to a very traditional problem that a lot of people face, you cannot do that with one kind of person in your company. You cannot do that with all engineers. You cannot do that with all psychology majors. You cannot do that with all physics majors. You have to have intellectual diversity if you want to solve a really complex problem in a really unique way. Did I answer your question? Yeah, you did. And that's really perfect. And it kind of leads me on to my next question, just about if you could really explain 
what sort of technology that Full Circle leverages. I think it was really interesting how when you first go on the Full Circle page, you have the Ask for Help and the Lend Help. And it's almost like the red pill and the blue pill and the matrix. I kind of see it like that. <laughs> and it's like, you, as soon as you take the pill in the community, you're like, whoa, oh my gosh. And I think um, it kind of like the whole idea of, oh, you're in the matrix and you, you're going to help each other to get to unified goals really looks interesting. And I want to know, like, why do you think using technology to tackle the mental health problem um, makes is the best decision and makes a difference? I know that um, currently, um, Full Circle, they have soft, you have software, and also you're looking into developing your hardware um, within the within the community. So, how do you think technology really leverages um, and so leverages and solves the problem of mental health? He really came with the questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I think this podcast is going to be a massive success because I think you're really good at asking questions, especially follow on questions. But um, to go back to your question, um, I will say we are not a technology driven company. We we use technology to help people feel um, and navigate a system that's really complex. But we are not, by our DNA, a tech-heavy uh, company. When I say tech-heavy company, I mean we are not in the deep uh, science space. There's a reason for that, even though I have an engineering background and I love all things science and engineering. Mental health, loneliness are human problems. Um, and sometimes we tend to get lost in what is the latest trend in technology and how can we apply it to this product? Or how can we apply it to use and help people? In all honesty, there's a lot of technology out there that's not being used or not being completely used to solve the problems we already have. So I will say, yes, of course, we're engineers and we're working on this problem. But our biggest thing is not, oh, this like we have some really fancy tech and the world should really see fancy this fancy tech. No, our, our thing is we want to help as many people as possible and as in the best way possible and give them the best experience possible with what they're going through right now in their lives. And if technology is an enabler for us to help them get to that point, we are going to use technology. But if we if we think about ourselves as a fancy tech company, we're not. Um, that's point one. Point two, why use technology? From my personal experience coming to the US, there was a ton of paperwork that I had to do. Um, I had to submit a bunch of documents. You, I, I don't know, you know, there's a bunch of documents that you have to submit. Some of them have to be mailed in. Some of them have to be submitted, um, you know, by going to an office. It's all very 1980s. <laughs> it's just, <Yeah. laughs> I, and I love the US. I really do. I don't think I could be doing what I'm doing anywhere else. But um, there are some systems that dramatically need to change. They're just outdated. Um, and that's when technology really helps. It becomes an enabler to make your life easier. And for us at Full Circle, it makes it easier for us to help people um, make their lives easier. So going back to my first point, we are not a fancy tech company. We are a people first company that uses technology to enable people to do better and feel better and you know form deep connections. Um, but that is the core. The last point I will say is at Full Circle, we want to connect people together who have the same sense of humor, who have similar past struggles in life, same goals in life, 
these are some very specific things. And when you're dealing with so many people at, at a massive global scale, mm-hmm. it is impossible to individually for our team sit down with every single person and take in bit by bit every piece of information that they give us. Again, technology enabled, but not a fancy tech company. Um, did I answer your question? Yeah, I think it's really important that you specify that Full Circle is tech uses technology to enable what you guys do and fundamentally it's being human and I think especially with the rise of like GPT-3, GPT-4, having an AI driven society now people are actually forgetting that you still need the people you still need that connection and I think that that's why Full Circle is at core amazing at what it's doing because it knows that a community is more important over any other technology it's the people it's what they've learned it's the entire it's the entire journey they faced as they grew up as a child, as a teenager, as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. And just on that, um, we're going to have like a quick break. Um, so we've so far, we've kind of covered like a journey. We've covered full circle. Um, we've mm-hmm. covered having like having diverse intellect. And we've just, t- just touched on technology. So right now we've been playing a quick game. And basically, okay. um, I'm going to show you a few questions um, through pictures that I've, t- I've taken from your LinkedIn. So I've LinkedIn stalked you. I've looked at your entire LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> and I want you, I would like you to guess um, mm-hmm. what pitch what picture matches to the caption that you have. Um, and then I remember every LinkedIn post I have ever made. <laughs> and but I've like, never been asked to play a game on a podcast. So this is true. This- <laughs> Yeah, and for the people listening, um, yeah, I will describe the pictures. Um, but yeah, so let me show you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, haha. Yeah. So, which oh. one do you think matches to the image? Well, see, I, I will give you credit. Because you have really LinkedIn stalked me because I, I remember I posted this one a really long time ago. The picture on where I'm like holding her up and squeezing her belly is the one that matches the text. Um, but look at you. You've you've really like <laughs> gone all the way back. <laughs> I appreciate that level of research. Yeah. So could you like give um, us a quick story about the about the picture what happened how what what came to you when you decided to write this caption and what inspired you to take this beautiful picture of your sister my sister is a classic troublemaker she is always doing something to annoy me um and i don't get to go back home very often or see her very often um i moved to the u.s pretty much all alone i didn't have family in the u.s and i was writing this post because I think a lot of immigrants are really hard on themselves because they're navigating a system they've never navigated before. They're in a completely different country, completely different laws, completely different way of living life. Mm. And you are going to make mistakes, you know, and I have, I've made a bunch of mistakes in the U S and some of them I look back and cringe at, I think. um, And some of them I'm like, you know what? That was really stupid. (laughs) But I think looking back, um, what really grounds you is the people you really love. I love my sister, um, even though she drives me crazy. Um, and so I think that was what was going through my head. Most of my LinkedIn posts are just really me talking to you like you're my best friend. They're not like, oh, like this chick is the CEO of this company and she has to have a certain image. I 
I don't talk like that. I think it's that comes out in my post. But did I answer your question? Yeah. So yeah, obviously you got it right. You know your LinkedIn content. And so <laughs> I didn't have a ghostwriter writing my LinkedIn content. No. <laughs> round two. This is mm-hmm. the next one. So in the picture of people listening, um, there's a picture of um, the get. Um, what, I think you were the LinkedIn CEO <laughs> and the TikTok CEO, right? Like, mm-hmm. right. okay <laughs> i had to like block it out because some of it was like too revealing give it away so can you guess what match it what the caption i mean it's like literally one line but like, can you guess which one it is oh it's the linkedin ceo yeah correct uh, so explain <laughs> how did you get to meet the linkedin ceo <laughs> mm-hmm. brian is fantastic um he was very easy to talk to, and um, so is Xiao. I think uh, Brian, um, I met, I don't remember where I met him. I think when you live in San Francisco, you kind of run into people. Uh, I don't really remember. Where did I meet Brian? <laughs> just just met you know, him maybe maybe strolling down the streets of San Francisco, <laughs> just casually. <laughs> <laughs> I do not roam around the streets of SF with that. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't really remember where I met him. You know, Mabel, I'll be honest with you. And maybe this is a problem. I think I live life so fast and I'm in so many different places so often. It becomes really hard to keep track. I have no idea where I met him. It just is a blur. I I promise you. Last last week was a blur. The last two months have been a blur. <laughs> it's all just a blur. Um, Converging into but one whole really fascinating, interesting life, and I'm really grateful for it. But Brian is great. Shao is great. Both yeah. of them are fantastic. Um, okay, so I think that now that the game is over, let's go back into the questions. Um, mm-hmm. So the one thing I like to ask you, I'm very curious. Um, I found out that you fast um, for a period of time, I think from Friday night to Sunday morning, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. And it's just really interesting because I know how important rituals are and commitments Mm -hmm. and being consistent. And I think as a CEO, as a founder, and for the listeners out there, like how vital is your routine having that time to like de-stress, to meditate? in your life um and are there periods of times where you feel like oh I don't have enough time I don't have time to do to do my meditation it's not important she really stopped me <laughs> she's got all the way back and read all that my god I really appreciate you um yes I do fast every Saturday I used to go from Friday night to Sunday morning but my life is sped up so much that now I'm doing it um Saturday morning at dawn to Saturday night at dusk. Um, I might go back to the Friday to Sunday in the summer because it becomes easier for me to do that stretch in the summer, but in the winter, it becomes really hard. Um, I don't really understand the question. Are you asking me why I do it? Yeah. Or what is the question? Just why more like, how important is it in, in your day-to-day life? And if you do you feel like if you never did it, it affects like how you conduct your work, how you make decisions as a CEO? Absolutely. I think when I lost all my hair, I was moving at like supersonic speed in life. 
it was just one thing after the next after the next after and there was no reflection there was no time to sit down because i didn't want to make time to sit down i was like i have been given this golden opportunity as this indian kid to be in this fantastic amazing country i want to make the most of it and i want to do it now i want it all now 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 um and that doesn't work because eventually your body gives up and mind it i i lost all my hair mm-hmm. and so i think after that whole very dramatic uh, very unnecessary <laughs> um set of events i was like something needs to change and um fasting was one of them i think i started fasting after i lost my hair and i have not skipped a single fast ever other than the one that fell on my birthday this year um my saturday fast fell on feb 4 which happened to be a saturday and my high school principal who was on my birthday um i went back to india for my birthday she was on there and she was like you must eat your birthday cake and you know it's very hard <laughs> when your high school principal is in your house and insisting that you eat birthday cake on your birthday and so that's the only one fast that i have ever missed um other than that if i was traveling if i was sick i have always maintained my saturday fast and then i think it does one or two things the first one is it deliberately slows me down in the week when if i had just not kept the fast it is impossible for me to operate at the level i do during a saturday when i'm fasting it saps my energy and it's like you're not going to get any food you're going to have to sit down <laughs> you have to sit down and you're going to have to think about what happened this past week if you made any mistakes if you're making some mistakes right now in your life if you were doing the right things if you were making progress on things that really matter like your family um i think when you don't have constraints are beautiful let me just put it this way when you have a constraint that you have to fast every saturday and you have a limited amount of energy it really helps you focus on the things that are most important to you because i don't have the energy to do it all on a saturday i really started like think about what i really want to do on a saturday mm-hmm. for example if there are some friends that i avoid calling on a saturday i know i need to get like some distance from those friends in the future so it really just helps reprioritize things in my head so i think it helps me slow down and i think the second thing it does it it helps me reprioritize things did i answer your question yeah Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's important because as you were saying before, your life is kind of a blur if you don't have those periods of times where you actually take a breath and that you relax. I think it's like it's those things where you're, when you're holding in like your breath, you're like <gasps> and then you want to release. I think that is your release phase too. <laughs> it's really important Very. that you've highlighted that and and I think um it's so easy to glamorize the life of an entrepreneur, glamorize the mm-hmm. life of a founder and people forget that when you're moving too fast sometimes momentum fast momentum isn't great sometimes you actually need to slow down yeah. and then pick everything back up again and i think that leads me on to my final question to I I'm mm. asking you um role models are really important and i think i hope with this episode that i inspire people like us mm-hmm. people like people of color and people who are trying to break their make their way into the startup world entrepreneur world um and i know that one of your role models if i'm correct is liz murray i think no yeah yes. and i'm just wondering um <laughs> having these great role models that you've seen as a teen and i think there's a maybe a movie or documentary on her 
um Mm -hmm. do you think that having someone to look up to has drastically changed your approach to full circle or your approach to life like when you see your role model do amazing things and inspire you how much does that fuel you fulfill you and how vital it was it in your whole journey into creating full circle wow i am surprised you know the people because i think i i that was such a long time ago that i posted about this but um how vital is it having someone else who looks like me or has a similar background been in my journey liz has liz who is one of my role models um she was homeless and she went to harvard and she was my role model in high school then I think my role model was Nadia, who was this Olympic gymnast who scored the first perfect 10. She's also an immigrant to the US. Um, but but notice how none of these people are in technology or CEOs, or I don't think they're my, um, they look particularly like me. So, but they are all women. That's, that's the common thread. So I think, um, I don't know. You know, I think I, I do think it's significantly easier when you see someone who looks like you, who has the same background as you, do some really fantastic things. So I really appreciate you doing the podcast and bringing out people of color, women of color um, with these podcasts. I don't know if I've um, listed or come across a role model like that. Maybe that is needed. Um, Maybe it's you. <laughs> oh my god maybe it's you no pressure no pressure (laughs) no pressure to me i'm i'm gonna put it back on you um no i think um hmm, i've not thought about this ever that's really interesting you're making me think i don't think on podcasts i don't think just talk I don't have an answer to that question, Mabel. You have um, successfully asked me a question that I don't have an answer to. <laughs> oh, interesting. I mean, I mean, that's a great way to end the last question. <laughs> the last question. Absolutely. I don't know. I think it's important. I think even though you said you're not sure and you have to think about it, I, I want to really push to listeners that this is how things are. Sometimes you don't know things. Sometimes you just need to figure it out and take your time and think about it. And, I, and the reason why I've created prototype is for this reason. Sometimes you don't know what the hell you're doing. You just have to do it and just like say, mm-hmm. maybe I don't know, but if I just do it, maybe something great happens. And I think that's like the perfect way to end this. Um, last thing, I just want you to like promote yourself. So um, where can <laughs> people find you? How can they get connected to Full Circle? Um, yeah. I don't promote myself, Mabel. I think people just naturally find me. My phone number is out there on the internet. If you ever want to call me up, it's going to be me picking up the damn call. Call me up. I have lots of phones. Um, my email ID, I'm sure you can link it, jane at fullcircle.fyi. Full Circle, I think you'll find it. If you if you ever have a problem, just Google us. Or just call me up, 404-285-0138. If you're calling from outside the US, use a plus one. <laughs> but call I just, I just imagine someone pick up the phone right now and calling. Did she actually? Will she actually pick up? And then you're like, yes, I actually did. So many people, they're so surprised when I pick up the damn phone. I'm like, hello, and they're like, they pause for like a good five minutes. They're like, is this really Ananya? I'm like, yes, it is. 
Christ. Um, <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> you can call me up. 